you can see the mask. We're still in the grips of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I am straight shooting LJA. You may remember me from such podcasts as Pitch Talk, from such videos as Pitch Talk Meets and Pitch Talk on the Road. And you may also remember one major fact. Now, look at that. Looks good, don't it? Liverpool's Premier League champions. That's what's happened since we last did a pitch talk vlog. It's been that long. What is up, people? Welcome to the straight shooting view. Welcome back to it. Pitch talk is back and in a big time way. We got more of us now, but we but shout outs to the G-Man Jersey Fizzle. Naif Arsenal and also JBK as well. Pitch Talk is back and bigger than ever. But more on that another time. But as I said, welcome back to the Straight Shooting View. And you know what? I want to kick this back off with the Premier League and FIFA. Now, it's recently been announced that due to COVID-19 and the coronavirus, that pandemic that is still going on now, of course, football stands to lose about 11 billion pounds all told 11 billion now i don't know about you but that's quite big money to me to me anyway but my thing is this apparently that 11 billion is actually out of i think 36 billion worth of losses so 11 of that is being blamed on covid 19 in this pandemic and that's not that's without fifa even factoring in the champions league so that's major money but also you got the premier league saying that covid 19 has cost them 700 million 700 million pounds so far and this is what mid-september of 2020 so there's concern all around and a lot of fans and fan groups are concerned about football continuing to be played behind closed doors. Now, the new Premier League season is only now is only a week old. So it's a case of a lot of... I mean, there, I mean, obviously, there's the potential now of a second lockdown in the UK. And there have been trials going on recently, and especially even this weekend in regards to letting fans into grounds. Now, there's a few sides in this, I think eight matches in the EFL, where they're going to trial having home fans, but no away fans, and it's going to be capped at a maximum of 1,000. So, interestingly enough, it's interesting to see that happening, especially when in the last week, as I said, this is mid-September, in the last week, it's been mentioned the potential of a second lockdown. So, obviously, that's going to throw a cat amongst the pigeons. And in theory, in my view, that means these trials should be stopped. Because limits of how many people can congregate together has gone from 30 right back down to 6. So, but team sports and workplaces are exempt. So for team sports to be exempt, it kind of sends a strange message. Another mixed one from this government. But if you want me criticising the Conservative government, which I do, and I'm happy to, see the straight shooting rants on my Instagram page. Liam underscore LJA underscore Angel with two L's. Go there for that, for the political stuff. But this is football. But anyway, it's one of them where 
you got you got to look at kind of the real deal here. And as much as fans are a part of football, money's even more of a part of it. So these clubs, you got you've you've got to look at it realistically. These clubs ain't charities, and the Premier League as an entity is definitely not a charity. And as much as FIFA says it's non is not for profit, clearly is. Clearly is, but also as well, it's a case of it, it was said when when FIFA revealed that 11 billion was going to be lost from the game. And yes, they're giving they do have grants of one to two million quid that associations can apply for. So I'm not completely demonizing them, as I have in the past, and as I will continue to do on a general basis. But the fact is there. I found it interesting that in the article that I was mentioned in, it was about halfway down the article where they said, Oh, we've got accountants looking into this, and we don't and we don't in Corruption shouldn't be in the game. And it's like, oh, corruption shouldn't... We're hoping that corruption won't count for any... Won't account for any of this money. And I'm thinking to myself, if you have to say that, you have to explicitly say that corruption, you're hoping corruption won't account for any of the money, then that means you've buggered up already. Because at the end of the day, that means corruption clearly does count at least for something and we know that FIFA and corruption go like a hand into a custom made glove I will say that much and I'm out and about recording this so apologies for the lighting changes but it is one of them where it's like as I said the Premier League FIFA these are not benevolent entities these entities are here to make money Look at the TV deals. Look at the way they're structured. They're not here to make money. So they're not here to give away money. They're here to make it and make a lot of it. So it is one of them ones where when it comes to fan groups and, and that kind of thing, saying, well, we're not getting to come to games anymore. It's a case of, you know, the Premier League and the EFL and others are looking at it like, well, tough titty said the kitty. Now, the EFL is a little different purely on the basis that they need especially for the survival of smaller clubs they need to get fans back through the turnstiles again they need it so the bigger clubs obviously don't but the fact is for me it's one of them where it's like the game's not run on love alone and I know that <laughs> being involved with the Ibis Eagles shout out to them as a ref secretary at grassroots level amateur league to be exact I know that a club is not run on love alone. You need memberships coming in. You need money coming in. So you can't be completely benevolent or as benevolent as you want to. But the fact is, these Premier League clubs are cash cows and have been for a long time. For a number of owners, for a long time. So you've only got to really look at some of these clubs and think, oh, okay. So you're whinging about losing this much money, but you spend two, three hundred million on about four players. Okay, yeah. And you don't want financial fair play in because? Anyway, but the fur you look at the furlough scheme. If you want any more indication that football's about money, look at the furlough scheme. And how many clubs 
went in for it and then were like, oh crap, yeah, this doesn't look good PR-wise. And then they pulled back out of it. But then you look at also certain clubs, I say Burnley, who live within their means, clearly. They were like, well, we need this to actually survive. And it's like, okay, fair play. You're a smaller club who needs it. But the big clubs, like your Liverpools, Tottenham's, Arsenal's, among others, it's like... It's a bit. It's a bit of mockage to actually do it, which is why most of those clubs ended up pulling out. So, as I said, it is. I said it is one of them. Was it is a slap in the face to the fans because these clubs are always saying that fans are the lifeblood of the game. What's it? FIFA, UEFA, RFA are always saying fans are at the lifeblood or the lifeblood of the game. And then it's like, well, we can afford to have you not there anymore. And football is a global game, no doubt. And money through the turnstiles for the, those big 20 clubs in the Premier League, money through the turnstiles is not overly important. It's important, don't get me wrong, but it's not overly. So it's it's a bit of it's a bit of you gotta take certain things with a grain of salt. Where you gotta look at certain things and think, well, maybe it isn't what it seems. But I just, but I look at it as, with money in football has always been a contentious issue. It very much has been. But the way certain companies during this COVID-19 crisis, and I put the Premier League in there, have prioritised money over <coughs> over safety, because at the end of the day. I, I still say, and I said it on one of my straight shooting rants, my other vlog, where it was a case of the Premier League returning. Is it is it money over safety? And I still believe that it was because the amount of money tied up in television deals alone. You look at what well, it's like a five billion pound deal plus four point four five. And then obviously there was what Amazon paid on top, which was never really revealed. So you've got all that money and it would have costed the Premier League to just cancel the season. It would have cost them about 1.25 billion as opposed to the games being played behind closed doors and it only cost him 300 million. So you're looking at them and it's like, if I'm, a, if I'm running a business or I'm a businessman of any sort, I know that I'd rather I'd rather lose 300 million than lose 1.25 billion much rather so you look at those kind of numbers there and those kind of figures you realize why the Premier League season had to continue and it was always going to continue it was never going to be null and voided also as well people people say oh it should be null and voided this and that didn't weren't looking at that bigger picture of the money behind and also then you get legal challenges like I said on my other vlog it's a case of you had Aston Villa who if the season was null and voided if the season was null and voided Aston Villa would have had a legal they would have had a legal challenge because points per game it would have it would have left them playing a game less, so they could, they would have gotten relegated playing a game less than everyone else, which 
Okay? Legally, boom, done. No, it's not happening. So, oh my God, besides what I am but the fact, but the fact of the matter is, I still, I still think that football should have been halted until this coronavirus, COVID nineteen pandemic has passed, or at least has safely passed enough to let fans in. But the money in the game, the money tied up in the game, would never ever let that be the case. So. It, it's just, it's just a funny one, and I've said for a long time that the top levels of the game are based on greed, based on greed, pure and simple. So, so in conclusion, it is one of them where football needs to football needs to run its finances better, and this is one thing that the COVID nineteen pandemic I think has shown because. Again, with the potential cancelling of the Premier League, there were a lot of... It it was revealed, I think it was the Athletic.com who revealed that certain clubs' finances were woeful. Like clubs like, say, Chelsea. I think it was Chelsea and Everton were the two clubs in the league with the worst finances in the league. And Chelsea have gone out and spent 250-whatever million quid on a handful of players. So it's like, okay, where's that money coming from? Apparently they're using an accounting trick to get around it. But there's also a lot of clubs who spread the cost of payments. Look at Barcelona and Felipe Coutinho. I laugh because of the shirt I'm wearing. Once again, there we go. By the way, shout out to Thiago and Diego Jota. Thiago Alcantara and Diego Jota. Shout out to them. But um, but it's one of them where I just, I just look at it as... Yeah, it was revealed that a lot of clubs actually owe each other money. And that's where stuff gets interesting as well, because at the end of the day, if your if your whole ecosystem is based on switching debt and moving money around, then it's not really a, it's not really a sound system. It's not a safe system. And something like stopping the game for a couple of months. It could have been, it could have seen the whole house of cards just collapse. And we're seeing now with certain clubs on the brink of collapse, who were on the brink of collapse before, it's even worse. Like Macclesfield, most recently, like literally within the past couple of days, we've seen Macclesfield wound up. With, I mean, there's the Bolton Wanderers thing as well. So there's a lot of clubs who were already on the brink of financial ruin. And it's a damn shame. It really is a damn shame. And it doesn't need to be that way. But it's one of them where football is very much, as a game, living above its means. And I'm hoping that clubs come out of this COVID pandemic and see the light. See the light. And start running their clubs better financially. Arsenal have always been held up as a great example of that. But recently with, well, Stan Kroenke finally getting full control of that club and Kroenke taking on Arsenal's debts and saying, ooh, risky move. Because now you owe him. So you'd, you'd hope that they tighten up the fit and proper persons test to make sure if an owner comes into a club, they can actually afford to sustain it. And that their long-term plan is to make the club sustainable rather than relying on false finances, for lack of a better term. 
But you know what, yeah? I'm going to let you guys go for now. God, it's good to be back, bud. It's good to be back. And yep, look at that, look at that, look at that, look at that once again. Yes. I have to show that off. It's, I have to show that off. But the fact is, yeah, it is great to be back vlogging. And you know what? Remember, facebook.com forward slash pitch talk. Find the page, find the group as well. Facebook.com, I think Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pitch talk group is the group. God, yeah, man. At Pitch Talk on Twitter, at Pitch Talk on Instagram as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also YouTube.com forward slash Pitch Talk as well. Find our videos, find our vlogs. As I said, we've got new vloggers involved as well. Pitch Talk is back bigger than ever. I have been straight shooting LJA. And this has been the straight shooting view. It's good to be back, folks. Hey. Thank you.